I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. We're visiting a beetle spit village next to a chicken piddle lake on a donkey dung island. You can bet we're going to swear. This has been your obscenity warning. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Brittany. I'm Goodwin. And I'm Goodwin. <laughs> and Andy has another project that they are working on at the moment. Today we're reading Chapter 5 of Melting Stones. So grab your cup of coffee or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's get roasted. When Evie and Rosethorn wake up, they discuss the shaking water. I don't remember if we mentioned the shaking water in the last episode. The water's been shaking in the wash tubs and the teacups and the soup bowls. It was giving Jurassic Park vibes. And Luvo talks to them about how he was born. Giant takes them and Murtide around the island to see the dead spots. After a run-in with Nori at Oswin's house, they visit a pond that's been turned to acid. Fun times. Giant shows Evie the stone markers that show them the lines of power so him and Tahar can draw on them. But Evie can no longer feel any power there. Rosethorn and Murtide view Giant and Tahar's use of power lines critically, but he defends their practices, reminding them how life is different on Starns than in Winding Circle. Murtide and Rosethorn take samples of the acid water, hoping to find answers. And when Murtide is particularly rude to Giant, Luvo lays a smackdown. Yeah, he does. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I feel like we should start with Murtide. Uh, he's a fucking asshole in this Nobody chapter. likes him. No. Even Luvo. 
Even Luvo. And Luvo has the patience of a saint. And when, Luvo has the patience of a mountain. When a, whole, when a whole ass mountain tells you you're fucking whack and you need to reevaluate your life because you're being a little asshole, change your ways. I'm hoping that since we're still only on like chapter five, that Luvo putting the smack down on him is going to be like, you know what? A mountain just told me I suck. I should probably fix this. I'm I hoping that's myself the case. a little better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're only in chapter five, so there's still time. Can I can I just read that smackdown real quick? Just do like, it, please. He says, "Respect a mage in his lands, human. You know nothing of the things that Jayatin has put into this place. You do not know the dedication and sacrifice that he and his masters have given this lake, this village, this mountain. You preen yourself on learning. Take shame instead for the fear that bars you from your from true work and true devotion. You have not the heart for it." You have not the soul to understand those whose measure will always be greater than yours. Like, he's too stupid to realize how, like, how much better these other mages are than him. Even though they're just out in the sticks on an island. Like, he's just being a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if the heart of a fucking mountain tells you that, reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> I still stand that Murtide is one of those people who, for whatever the reason feels shame or like uh low about himself and therefore finds a need to like have to put everybody else down to puff himself up yeah the comparison of him and yarun is definitely definitely fitting for him i i feel he doesn't feel like he's good enough and so he has to put everyone talk about how everybody how so he has to like prove he's better than everyone else because he doesn't believe in himself oh i trying to see it as he feels so self-titled that he thinks that everyone else is also self-titled and so he's like he puts his own thoughts and feelings of how he feels about things onto somebody else like oh I feel so strongly about this thing so this person must also feel so strongly about this thing I can see that what else do you guys want to talk about it's a pretty short chapter so I didn't really find a ton Luvo, when he's talking to Evumeme after, like, talking about how he feels kind of weird and that, like, what he's feeling reminds him of pain, like, when he was born. And uh, Rose Thorn offers, you know, we can get a boat, we can send you back, Luvo, if you're not feeling comfortable. And he's like, nope, I'm going to stay right here. I want to know why I feel like this. And he doesn't want to leave Evi. And he tells her, you are a teacher, Rose Thorn. You know, the most dangerous students are half-taught ones. Which is really, really true. His whole description of his birth is really brutal. I also mm-hmm. like the fact that he uses terms like bones and flesh. Even he though he's a rock. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. I'm glad I don't remember my birth. Yeah. I, it's I, pretty I, brutal too, you know. <laughs> exactly. Say yeah. like a baby being born is reading this. Like, I bet it's very traumatic for just a human baby being born. Like, you're in all these comforts, and then now you're not. Yeah, it's not a comfortable experience, I'm sure. It's a little bit like being, like, all curled up in your bed, all warm, all nice and cozy. And then somebody comes and turns the lights on super bright and yanks all the blankets off. 
no want for anything. You don't have to, you don't have to be fed. You're just already fed. <laughs> just vibing. Just vibing. Vibing, yeah. You don't have to worry about nothing. You're just living. And then you just throw it into a world of chaos. Rose Thorne realizes that Murtide had breakfast in his room. And Azaze yeah. is just that she was pleased that he went up there and did it because he just kept meddling with the uh, with the maids and stuff and fussing at them. And it's like I, I'd rather him be up there, far away, where he can't bother the people actually working. He ain't called fuss pot for nothing. Mm-hmm. He do be fussing. I don't know if we brought this up already, but he hasn't really done anything aside from picking he up hasn't. Rose Thorn's hat when it fell overboard. I he, he hasn't done anything to warrant bitching yeah or like being the way he is towards these people or you know that he's better than they are like he hasn't done anything yeah out of the way i am rose thorn's personal hat picker upper you shall bow to me (laughs) i have the power of one water tentacle you better watch out i also like when rose thorn and evie were talking about um bullying and how evie you know would rose thorn let someone bully her friends and Rosethorn's like, well, see, I'm a dedicated initiate, so when I pick on bullies, it's called an object lesson. And I know when to stop. You don't. No, she does not. Yeah, because we know <laughs> see, Emmy went too far. I think the first part is a little bit unfair. I agree with Rosethorn on the second part. Well, I know when to stop. But I feel like I've known people who will use their power as a teacher to say, like, oh, I'm not bullying anyone when they really are. Mm, I believe it, yeah. Like, we're tied. Yeah. And then Evie says, I hate it when she says things I can't argue with. Me too. I hate it when people tell me the truth. God. <laughs> so annoying. Especially if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. My first one is that Luvo likes to watch sunrises. It's so cute. He come, He says that uh, watching the sunrises is a gift that Rose Thorn and Evu Maymay and Briar has given to him. It's just so sweet. And now Evie tries to go and watch the sunrises with him when she can. I'm just like, aww. I'm going to come back to that one. I like the part when they're all just getting to the lake. Evie thinks to herself that Jayat was much too cheerful for that hour of the morning. Same. Do not talk to me in the morning. And especially not when you're so cheerful. Like, tone it down, guy. And <laughs> I know Indy's not here, but they would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely would. I am Murtide in this next one when he says, Will you please be quiet? I can't hear the adorable little birdies greet the thundering sun. <laughs> like, sh- y'all are just way too cheerful. Shut the fuck up. Hone it down. I'm trying to enjoy the peaceful morning before I have to hear your jabber. And my last one that didn't get taken already is that when Luvo puts the smack down on Fusspot, Jayat was like, I don't think I was worthy of all that, Master Luvo. And Luvo says, I am thousands of years older than you. I know what you deserve. Damn. 
Yeah. Uh, so don't nice. argue with the rock when they're. I'm not arguing with like, the part of the mountain. He's he knows better. I like that Evie refers to Lugo as my friend, the upstart piece of gravel. <laughs> God damn it. I also like, I don't know. It's also great because it's Luvo and he's wise and patient. And we've said all these amazing things about him. And here's this 14 year old man, like, yeah, you upstart piece of gravel. She's That's so heavy, so though. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, she doesn't call that to him to his face. It's in the narration. But yeah, yeah. She, wouldn't, she wouldn't say that. It's just <laughs> true, you know. <laughs> she describes Rosethorn as being after Murtide like a needle with the mending. Mm. Another good metaphor. And she's got a point. She's like, Rosethorn's always picking on me about the way I treat Murtide. And then she goes and does the same thing. <laughs> well, like she said, when she does it, it's fine. She describes Oswin. I guess I just have like all of Evie's descriptions of everyone. She describes Oswin's kids as looking like feral cats. And I like that description because Evie knows her cats. Yeah. Murtide never knows when to give up. No. Accurate. Evie also about Luvo. Didn't he understand that life was just whooshing by? I don't know. I like this sort of comparison of Luvo being this mountain that just does everything slowly and then well he lives long so yeah he he also told evie at one point that she'll understand after that after she lives a couple thousand years old and she's like i can't seem to get him to understand that i will be around after a couple thousand years (laughs) a couple thousand years to him is like a year to us like (laughs) Just gonna pass by real quick. It's fine. Right. It's kind of wild to think about. Mm-hmm. Like we have the lifespan of a gnat compared to yeah. A mountain. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I wrote something about Evie being rude to Giant. Oh, because uh she said that there was some power in the ground and she tried to reach for it. And she's like, You and right. your master must have been chewing on some leaves that made you go crazy because uh, there's nothing there. I just Don't found chewing it. that weed. Um, <laughs> the stones were touched by something great, but not lately. They fizz, but it's all leftovers. Maybe you and your Tahar catwalker were chewing funny leaves. The shamans in Kidao do that to imagine they can talk to the sky and horse gods. <laughs> and then Rose Thorn immediately says, We didn't teach you how to be rude. Um, and I don't know what like my comment was there but it stuck out to me I guess it's just like she's a kid and kids be like that Evie didn't even realize she was being rude she's right. like I being rude what right that's the part that really stuck out to me that that Rosethorn's like you're you know stop being rude and she's like what I'm I'm not being rude just being bluntly honest about what she's seeing and what she <laughs> yeah. kids are kids are honest to a fucking fault <laughs> yes. Yes, and I think are. that's what's going on in this scene. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme was just gaining knowledge. That's kind of it. We hear about Luvo's uh, creation. Mm-hmm. Birth. I was gonna say birth. Yeah, I don't know if that's right. It, yeah, he describes it as a birth. So sure. Yeah. So with Luvo's birth, and just you know, everyone's like, oh, I guess that's how that works. And and to be fair, he talks about it like a birth. Not just that he talks about like bones and flesh and stuff, but he talks about like emerging from the warm into the cold, and like that imagery is very akin to a birth. So it know. is. It, it, but it's also like this self-actualization type of thing where like he chooses to he describes it i think as fighting mm-hmm. to, to fight at, like once he's out as opposed to laying still like the rest of the mountains so that's because right. his heart could have became still like the rest of the mountain and he had to fight to be able to still move yeah, yeah it's a very interesting concept but yeah we learn about that I think we'd learn more about Murtide and how, uh, yeah, I definitely saw his as a, uh, he's not confident in what he does. So he has to take other people's down, other people down to his level. And also about uh, Jayat and his master and how they, how they're able to use magic on the island because of these lines of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't know. I, I didn't know that was a necessity for certain mages here. You know, I just thought, I know we deal with mostly ambient magic mages right now, but mm-hmm. it's interesting to see that there, other people can also draw from the earth, even yeah. if they're not necessarily, their magic is relating to that. Yeah. So yeah, we gained a lot of knowledge, I feel, both the characters and us. Mine was basically the same, except I worded mine as curiosity, because with Luvo's description of his birth, the reason that he fought to be able to stop Uh, be able to keep moving was because he wanted to know about all these different things around him Uh, he was curious about those things like the greenery on his sides or all these other things and he was curious yeah he was curious to know about those things i wrote privilege 
because I've said like similar things in almost every chapter so far. And so I have a feeling this is just going to be a running theme for the whole book. But we have the obvious example with Murtide and the way he's treating everybody and the way he looks down on Jayat and says like, oh, well, you're, 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 you're just a hick. Yeah. And it's like, you're, there's much more important things than this lake and this island that you live on. And kind of telling him like, oh, well, your home doesn't matter. But also kind of the way that in general, they sort of talk to him about the way him and Tahar use these lines of power. Let me see if I can find the part. I felt it a lot from Rosethorn because Jayat was talking about how he had to borrow magic from the ground. And he was like, but which you're a great mage, Rosethorn. You would know nothing about having to borrow magic. And she's like, well, I have to borrow magic from the greenery all the time. He's like, no, this is different. Yeah. They're talking about the lines of power and how like the lines shifted or something, I guess. What would make it do that? I asked Rose Thorne. She shook her head. There are all kinds of reasons. The earth lines are part of nature. They aren't an easy source of power for academic mages who need a bit extra. Too many things can go wrong. So she's kind of criticizing them for using it because it's like, this isn't like where your power lies. So you probably shouldn't be drawing on it. And then, and she frowned at Jayat. He shrugged. You're a dedicated initiate of Winding Circle Temple. You can say that. I bet you've never had to call on sources outside yourself for help in your life. You're wrong about that, Rose Thorne said. I draw from the green world all the time. Because the green world is you and you are it, replied Jayat. Master Tahar and I aren't so lucky. Our people depend on us to help them live, dedicate Rose Thorne. You and dedicate initiate Murtide here will leave when you've solved our problem. I personally feel like he's not just pointing out that, like, you know, they're from Winding Circle and potentially have more resources and stuff, but they're, like, more powerful magically. Mm-hmm. Him and Tahar are kind of piddly little mages in the scheme of magical things, which he says earlier in an earlier chapter when he's talking to Evie, and he's like, yeah, I'm good enough to, like, do some charms and stuff, but I'm not good enough for, like, Winding Circle. I'm not really that powerful. He and Tahar are the only mages in this area mm-hmm. and so if people need stuff done they have to find a way to do it and so he's like you you have the privilege to say that we shouldn't be doing this and that it's dangerous but like we don't really have another option you guys are here and then you're gonna go and life is gonna go on for us and we're gonna have to keep doing this yeah so yeah Rosethorn, she's not the only mage in winding circle she's able to go to different places and help different people and Jayette and his master are, the, like you said, the only mages there. So, yeah, Rose Thorn is helping, but life is going to go on, like you said. And Rose Thorn, she's not the only mage in Winding Circle to be able to help keep the people living there. Because yeah, a little bit further down the page, he goes on and says, Moharan is the demand on Tahar's time and skills. She's in her 80s. She needs all the help she can get. So we do what we must to satisfy the village's demands, since we are the only mages here. If doing our work right means tapping a vein of power, as the mages before us did, you can't blame us for using the tools we have. This actually kind of reminds me of, like, the way colonists treated indigenous groups all over the world. I know when we read Daja's book, we talked about controlled burns and how like the Native Americans who lived here used controlled burns because they understood 
that that's how you prevent forest fires. And then the white people came in and were like, oh no, you couldn't possibly be correct. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that. Like there's these people, there's these outsiders coming in and be like, no, you're doing it all wrong. It's like, hey, this is the way we've done it for centuries and it's been working. So yeah, back off. I don't know. Hearing all of this from Jayat, I don't <laughs> see how Murtide can turn around and be like, there's more important things than just this village. Murtide, listen to the man. He just basically told you that this is his whole life. This village relies on him. This village would suffer without him and his master. And you're like, oh, there's more important things. This is the important thing to him. It may not be important to you, but it's everything to him and his master. You're just shitting on him. And I'm like, oh, I don't understand listening to him say that. And then Murtide, like, well, that's not important. Your village can die. It's fine not a big deal uh, uh. yeah we're a little dick <laughs> asshole also murtide it, it was just like a quick little line earlier but he it said that uh that he thought it was just sewage causing these issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like that's such a like oh just because they live on an island they're kind of in the middle of nowhere they're not just dumping their own shit into the lake it's kind of a I guess I want to say classist kind of like way of thinking that like these poor people are just dirty and disgusting and that's mm-hmm. why shit's happening. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not because of that, but I don't know. hopefully he will get less shitty or die. I don't know. That's how, ter- <laughs> that's how these books go. No, he's horrible. So he's not going to die. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't love him enough for him to die. Right. Right. I mean, to be fair, Yarin died. So did Amory. That's true. And so did Ben. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Well, I'll let y'all go first because I found three different ones. Oh, well, I'll I'll go first because mine kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Mine is you know the most dangerous students are half-taught ones. Go figure. The teacher pulls out the thing about the students. Yeah. Um, I didn't write super specific notes on this, but it just like, it definitely was something that jumped out at me. It's important for me as a teacher and anyone who's interacting with young people to think about how this applies to how modern day to how we're raising our kids. One of the obvious things that comes to mind is citing sources making sure that kids don't just know like how to get information but how to assess like how accurate and reliable that information is everything with like digital literacy digital citizenship we need to teach students how to use technology but we also need to teach them how to use it responsibly but I also think that the previous thing that we talked about with privilege ties into this as well because it's important for people to see from different backgrounds, have a broader understanding. I think a lot of times when we remain isolated, we kind of get fed like, well, this is the the one answer. This is how the world is. And you're not getting like that broader view. And yet at the same time, in this case, we have Murtide who has seen much more of the world than Giant has. But Giants, but he's the one who doesn't have the understanding because he can't understand how important like this one specific place is for this person. And so I guess I would say like it's important to be worldly in the sense of like understanding 
the world and having seen a lot of it or under, know a lot about it. But it's also important to not only be worldly and to be able to understand that, like, I teach Jayat, right? He goes to my school. There are so many kids around here who work on farms that have been in the family for generations. And this is what they're going to do. Like, it's important for people who aren't from that background to understand, like, why that is important to these kids and not be like, oh, well, this isn't the world, right? Maybe it is the world for them. We shouldn't necessarily be criticizing that. We have to, I don't know, I guess there's a balance that needs to be found there. It's not just about the knowledge you have. It's about how you use it. I have a specific example of that. Um, So I am very into like first aid trauma first aid kind of like learning as much as I can I'm not EMS certified or anything but I I like reading about it when you purchase certain first aid kits online they can come with like some advanced stuff like a uh, nasal uh, nasopharyngeal airway and a decompression needle which are very advanced medical tools that should not be used by people that don't know what they are I know that I don't know how to use them. I've like read about it. I've, I've seen it, but I've never actually done it or had the training for it. But they are items that if used incorrectly will very much, very much are capable of killing or injuring someone uh, worse than if you had just not done anything. And that's one of those things where I'm like, I, I realize that I am the half-taught student. I do not have the training on how to use that. So if it ever came to the point of me using one of those, I I wouldn't because I, you know, I, I have the potential of making things worse in an emergency situation and I don't want to do that. So yeah, the, the half-taught team, yeah, it's not, it's not good. But uh, I, I hear, you know, in the communities that I'm in of people carrying all this very advanced equipment that they have no... They, they shouldn't be using because they don't know how to use them and it's dangerous. It's kind of scary. I would, I would almost argue that Murtide kind of fits that concept of the half-taught student because, like you said, you've got these people carrying this equipment that they don't really know how to use. That person to me, in my head, fits sort of the, the Murtide trope of look at me and what I can do. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I, I, because there's a difference between having the, the knowledge, like the book knowledge, the book learning of how to do stuff, and then having the knowledge of how to properly, like, put that the hands-on into, knowledge. Yeah, like, yeah. actually, Murtide might have the skills of how to do stuff, but not know exactly when to use them or, or how, like, most right. effectively. Because right. it's, it's a mental thing, too. It's, it's, you know, when do you use this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. when is it useful? Like, that is not necessarily taught. My personal magic is that every day is a gift. Recently going through medical stuff with my fiance really kind of brings to the forefront of kind of what you're doing every day, like, um, and how quickly someone could not be there the world isn't fair stuff happens you have no control over it take time to be with your loved ones and do stuff that matters that could be going out looking at a sunset going on walks like going out just spend time with them because 
you never know when that time may be cut short or, you know, you might just be scared that something might happen. And, and it, it really kind of brings to the forefront what is important and what isn't and appreciate the time that you have with your loved ones. I found three. None of them got taken. I was hoping that some of them would. But. Look, at, look at you being an overachiever today. I know. My well, goodness. I went three, so I was like, okay, I'll mark all three of these that I found because I'm sure somebody will take at least one of them. That way I'll have backups just in case. Well, Indy took one of them. Uh, they just weren't here to say Exactly. It, so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My first one is, it is easier to be still and to dream and harder to move around. I know in this passage, he's talking about birth, but I feel for me, for magic, I know as we get older, we get set in our ways. We become hardened like a stone and we need to not do that. We need to keep fighting, keep moving, keep learning about things that are around us, or we're going to get stuck and possibly become like the half-taught student and not learn about all the different things in the world around us. So we want to keep learning. That's it for the first one. My next one is when Rose Thorn is working with the tree and Jayette is like, oh, I'll go get the saw. And <clears throat> Evie says she'll hate if you cut it. She wants to give the tree a proper proper funeral. And Jayette frowns at Evie because he doesn't understand but he has a sense to halt and wait to see what happens. I want to be like that. If I don't understand something, I don't want to just argue and be like, that doesn't make sense. That's so stupid. Why would we do that? Just stop because it might be something that's important to the other person. And just because I don't understand it doesn't mean that I should criticize it. So just stop, figure out what's going on, wait and see what happens. Cause then you might be like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then you won't feel like an asshole for being an asshole. <laughs> so. I I feel like having patience in conversations like that has helped me not be an asshole several times. J- just waiting to see where something goes before you say something because they yeah. might be getting to it. Like yeah, like, yeah. Because a lot of times I'll have a conversation like, okay, get to the point already. Like, shut up already. <laughs> and like oh, okay, I need to hear this other stuff. Now I feel like an asshole because it's, I was It rude. was relevant, yeah. Yes, and now I'm an asshole, so. <laughs> Basically, um, that, that helps you not be murtied. Yeah, well, my third one, I guess, was the whole burn that <laughs> Luvo did to murtied, and we basically already talked about it. Like, just because something isn't important to you doesn't mean that it's not important for somebody else so respect other people and things that are important to others we like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter so this is an excerpt from chapter six of melting stones chapter six i fuss with fuss five We crawled up the mountain's shoulder, except for halts at dead spots. I kept searching the ground for the fizzing rocks, for something to do. They were hard to find. The strength in those ones I touched was fading, without their source of power to renew them. I was getting bored to death. 
The whole world is hurrying by while we poke along, I muttered when we stopped for the thousandth time. Giant shrugged. We can only ride so fast. Here's where the Earth's power swamps Tahar. He pointed to the farmhouse that sat back from the road. The farmer's mother looks after him now. He and Rosethorn went to the house to talk to the family. Murtide glared at me. Magical investigation takes time. A proper student would be taking notes. I smiled at him. I'm not Rosethorn's student. You think you don't have to obey temple rules because you have her and Briar Moss and that rock for friends? He asked me softly. He kept an eye on Rosethorn. In two years, you'll be 16. It won't matter then who your friends are. You'll be out on your ear every May May, out on the street where you belong. He smiled cruelly, unless you want to take vows to the temple. But you'd have to care about us, and that's not a thing you can lie about. Something around my heart pinched me. I'll be on my way to Magecraft, dedicate fuss pie. I said it with as much sass as I could, pretending I didn't care. I won't need your precious temple then. Spoken like a true gutter snipe. He sounded pleased. Take, take, take. Never give anything back. Why the temple keeps allowing the likes of you in? Shut up. I turned to face my horse. Rosethorn's coming, you stupid man. I climbed back into the saddle, thinking, he's just a nasty old fusspot. I don't care what bile he spits. What were you two talking about? Rosethorn looked suspiciously at us. You both looked very passionate about something. I dug a smile up from somewhere. Midday. I'm always passionate about food. You know that. He wants to wait a while. And I didn't eat enough breakfast. She looked at Fusspot, who was getting back on his horse, then at me. She didn't seem convinced. Luho, were they discussing the midday meal? I was inattentive, dedicate Rosethorn. Luvo's head knob was pointed toward the cliffs to the west. My thoughts were on the five-grained volcanic gabbro and quartz crystals higher on the mountain. Some of the crystals have a pleasing violet-pink color, which I have never seen. Giant looked odd. Rosethorn could tell something was not right, but she could never bring herself to call Luvo a liar. Not that he was lying. Luvo's thinking is funny. It works like the rope of clear crystals that runs through his body. Each crystal is a little mind. Luvo has thoughts in all of them going on at once. He probably was thinking of Gabbro and Quartz in part of him. Let's move on. Rosethorn mounted her horse. Murtide, you will ride beside me, if you please. Mm. Nope, he's just getting nastier. What an asshole. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us. Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. 
Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. We haven't had a good natural disaster in these books in a minute. <laughs> in a minute, you're right. Yeah. You're just hoping. You're like, wait a minute. Finally. It's volcano time. I'm stuck on volcano. It has to be a volcano. <gasps> Maybe it's magic lava. <gasps> what is what? I, uh, do, I what don't is... know. I'm just. I'm <laughs> I think saying. That... The words come together in my brain, and I say I them out said... loud. What? What? What if there's like another Luvo? Well, they did talk about uh, the mountain. She's been waiting for her lover to come back. Maybe she has feel she feels spurned. Uh, Luvo is wondering why he feels a connection to this place. Like, why is it making him mm. think of her? I think that you're onto something. I think there might be another heart of a mountain running around, causing some mayhem. Two gummy bears fighting on the top of a volcano. I'm excited for this rumble. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.